It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where I work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. If so, please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 82, Leadership Gold, Chapter 11, Keep Your Mind on the Main Thing. The way it starts out is talking about the 80-20 rule. It's something to really, really take heed and and listen to and plan your business around, I think. It's also called the Pareto Principle, spelled P-A-R-E-T-O. Most people call it the 80-20 rule or the 80-20 principle. So I'm going to read through it here, and uh, we're going to hop right in this episode and go. 20% of the roads produce 80% of traffic jams. 20% of drinkers consume 80% of the beer. 20% of students generate 80% of classroom discussions. 20% of your clothes are worn 80% of the time, which just honestly completely shocks me. But if you've ever tried it, hang all your hangers backwards in your closet. And then when you wear it and redo it, hang them back the the right way. And after about a month, look and see what you've worn. 20% of the customers create 80% of the profits. Also, 20% of the employees create 80% of the problems. I will also say that um, 20% of the customers create 80% of the problems. 20% of the salespeople generate 80% of sales. And 20% of your results come from 80% of your time. You know, what an eye-opener. If you do this mathematically and you think about it, 20% of your activities are 16 times more productive than the remaining 80%. And if you want to decrease complexity in your life and increase productivity, then you just need to focus on the top 20%. As we get into this chapter, hopefully we can help you find the main thing, that main 20% to focus on and give you the tools you need to do that. The next steps are to finding the main thing. And number one, Maxwell talks about uh, first thing that we do is we determine not to know everything. Some people believe that great leaders have all the answers. You know, that's not true. Successful leaders don't know everything, but they know people who do. If you ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I know which person has that answer. If you ask about my profession, I may not know the answer, but with a phone call or two, I can talk to someone who can answer the question. That's super true for me in the coaching industry for auto repair. I know a lot of people. Um, I also know a lot of things, but I focus on, on the great things that I can do and handle and have an effect on. If you need marketing advice, there's people to go to. If you need financial advice, accounting advice, there's people to go to. Absolutely, I can shift you to the right people you need. If you're in an organization and you're in the middle, and I also say if you're in the metal, because if you're in the middle of anything or everything, you're, you're still also meddling in everything. You have super importance to all the people in your organization. But if you take yourself out of the middle or outside of the metal, it allows you to do both business-wise and personally what's important to you. It also means that assignments are not always going to get done your way. And that's okay. As long as you talk your people, coach through decisions, and then teach them and groom them to make the decisions that you would make, it doesn't matter how, how you get there as long as you get there. Uh, number two, I determine not to know everything first. Most people have a strong natural desire to be in the know. That's why gossip magazines and tabloid newspapers sell so well. 
Leaders also have a strong desire to be in the know when it comes to their organizations. There's not a leader out there, including me, that likes to be blindsided. However, good leaders can't afford to be caught up in every little detail of the organization. One of the biggest issues I have coaching a shop from a smaller, say, four-employee, five-employee shop where the owner's actively turning wrenches is a service advisor or is a hands-on owner is when we try to take them out of the business and start having them work on the business. You know, sometimes things slip through cracks and it doesn't happen the way the owner wants it to. And then all of a sudden, customers are wearing, where's the owner at? But in order to take yourself to the next level, you have to step back and do that. And what we're talking about today is a a big, huge part of that. You have to step back and then trust that your team has your back. Um, So back to the notes. If they do, they lose their perspective and their ability to lead. What's the solution for that? Deciding that it's okay not to be the first to know everything is the solution. In any organization, problems should always be solved at the lowest level possible, the front lines. If every problem must be shared with leaders first, then solutions take forever. And that's when communication issues happen. And then the length of fixing problems just frustrates people all along the board. And it frustrates people, especially when you're talking with a customer that's waiting on you to get back. AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. Number three, I determined to let someone represent me. Every leader has learned to stop merely taking action to fulfill the vision and start enlisting and empowering others to take action. Hopefully a lot of you are working on your processes and procedures in your in your shops, but we don't want our processes and procedures to be so rigid that they negatively affect the way people make decisions and slow that process down. Just like we just talked about, we don't want people to be like, oh, this is the only way it can be and it can't be another way. Because sure as you do that, sure as you write that process or procedure, guess what's going to happen? Something's going to fall outside of that line and your employees are going to be like, oh, I can't handle it. So I'm going to do it this way. And then that way will be wrong. People have to learn how to think on their feet a little bit. Okay. And people who don't learn this lesson never become effective leaders. Um, not all leaders take the next difficult step of allowing other people to stand in for them as their representatives to others. Again, owner, you got to step back. You got to let your people fly, right? Earlier chapter, we talked about your eagles and your ducks. Well, you have eagles now. You've got them in. Um, it's time to let them fly. You know, why do we have to do this? And why is it hard? Um, it's hard because it requires an even deeper level of trust in others, right? Like you have to trust the people you, you surround yourself with. If someone misrepresents you, doesn't follow through, or does something unethical in your name, it reflects on you personally and may tarnish your reputation. And I think that's what you're scared of, and that's what the fear is. But if we don't step out of the box and we're not 
hiring the right people that have our back and can do this, then you'll never be free. The other thing is if you have people in your business that don't have your back or do things unethically, regardless of your situation, um, you need to get rid of them. They do not need to be in your business. I don't care who it is. I don't care what crisis you're in. I don't care how short a staff it puts you in greater peril by having them around. Okay. This decision to let others represent you requires much time and trust, and it shouldn't be given lightly. You know, you must get to know the people in whom you place that trust, and they must earn it through seasons of proven performance. Now, I don't mean like four year seasons, but you have to try them and let them be active in the business and do their thing in order to to teach them and learn from them and teach them and, and groom them to be more. You know, the more you invest in these people, the lower the risk and the higher the potential return. Um, once you reach that level of trust with people you work with, you'll be freed up even more to remain focused on the main things that really matter. And, and remember, that's one of the things we're talking about. We want to keep our mind on the main thing. And in order to do that, we have to build a relationship and, and, and trust with these people that they'll do the right thing while we're doing our thing. How do you decide if someone else can be your representative, even when the pressure is on and the stakes are high? First, you must know their heart well enough to trust their character. Second, you must have enough shared history so that you know that they know your heart and mind and how you would handle it. And third, you must believe in their competence. If they can do the job 80% as well as you, then they're ready. They don't have to do it 100% as you. They don't have to be perfect every time. But if they just do the job 80% as good as you would do it, then they're ready for the job. The other thing, when we're talking about learning, learning their hearts and having them learn our heart and mind, this is why you have to have a weekly meeting with your employees. Talk to them about what's going good, what's going bad, what needs to be um, built on. Learn what their hopes, their desires, their dreams are. Number four, I determined to stay with my strengths and not work on my weaknesses. Um, half of being smart is knowing that you're dumb at it. You know, we went into this in an earlier chapter, um, in the ch- chapter that says get in the zone and stay there. And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but let me say this, to be a good leader, you need to know yourself and you need to know your strengths and weaknesses. Number five, I determined to take charge of what took my time and attention. A lot of this is your personal calendar. You need to be in control of your calendar and you need to realize, I've had this conversation with a shop owner recently, you can't fulfill your purpose if you're busy forever fulfilling everyone else's purpose. Every leader's busy. The question for every leader is not, will my calendar be full? The question is, who will fill my calendar? And think about that. Who will fill my calendar? If you don't take charge of your schedule, others will always be in charge of you. And we did a, a, a segment on time blocking, making sure you're in control of your, your schedule, guys. You have to be in charge of this. There was a person that once said, genius is the ability to reduce the complicated to the simple. And that's what we want to do. We want to keep it, keep it kiss simple. Um, keeping your mind on the main thing requires simplification. If you can simplify your life, you'll become more focused, you'll possess more energy, and you'll experience less stress. Like every decision in life, simplification requires trade-offs. You cannot do everything. And choosing to do one thing means you can't do something else. It means saying no, even to some things you want to do. But think about the alternative. If you don't choose what trade-offs you make, someone will choose them for you. And that's a big thing. You make and control your schedule. You say no when you need to say no. Say yes and and know what the main thing is. Know what your focus is, okay? So the application exercises for this. 
Number one, what kinds of things occupy your time? Take a good look at your calendar and to-do list from the last month. Um, Take account of how you're spending your time. For every block of time, determine how your activities could be categorized according to the following list. Something I was told in school that I ought to do. Something other people want me to do. Something I see other successful people doing. And something I know I should be doing. Remember, your time should be spent on things that are required, bring a high return, or are highly rewarding. Number two, are you focused on strengths? Spend some time reflecting on your strengths. If you need help determining what they are, talk to others who know you well. Once you know what activities play to your strengths, then ask yourself the following questions. Am I doing them more or less? Am I developing them more or less? Am I bringing others around me who complement these strengths? Am I enlisting others who compensate for my weaknesses? Um, Successful people focus on their strengths, not their weaknesses, but they know their strengths from their weaknesses. Number three, are you stuck in the middle? Are you determined to know everything that goes on in your organization or department? Do you get a thrill from being the first to know? Do you live by the motto, if you want something done right, then do it yourself? Oh my gosh, I used to live that so much. It was bad. I would be training people and taking stuff away from them, doing it for them and be like, ah, now why can't you understand that? It's terrible. You have to get out of that mindset. Um, If you're doing that, you're limiting yourself as a leader. You have to begin relying on other people and cultivating trust in them. If you don't already have an assistant you can rely on, then find or develop one. And this could be your internal uh, assistant, right? Like this could be you taking control of your schedule. And finally, for chapter 11, the mentoring moment. Take some time and try to look objectively at the people you're mentoring. In what area does each have the greatest potential to make a contribution, not just for your company or department, but in life? Um, Share your perspective with them and ask what they're doing to keep the main thing the main thing in their work. Ask them to describe specific steps they have taken to release less productive responsibilities to others. If they haven't already done this, coach them through the process, okay? This has been Coach Chris Cotton from Autofix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, chris at autofixsos.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to rise and grind, everybody. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.